Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Crossover. I'm Rohan Nadgarni. We have a very special episode for everybody today. Basketball Hall of Famer Dwayne Wade is joining us. We asked Dwayne to pick one game from his career to deep dive on. He picked game three of the 2006 NBA Finals. We discussed that game, the 06 Finals, the early part of D-Wade's career, and much more in this episode. So everyone, please enjoy our conversation with Dwayne Wade. All right, everyone, joining us on the Crossover Podcast today is a game show host and author. Uh, <laughs> more importantly, you may know him as a 13-time NBA All-Star, three-time NBA champion, the 2006 Finals MVP, one of the NBA's greatest 75 players. He's the Miami Heat's all-time leader in scoring and assists. He's also the greatest player in the history of the Heat, the Cavs, and the Bulls. Uh, joining us today um, is my good friend Dwayne Wade. D Wade, how are you, man? You know what? It was the, it was the game show host for me. That that, that <laughs> took me over the top. <laughs> Listen, oh. I, the, people think I'm like in the tank, but I, the Cube is like great family entertainment. You know, I watch yeah. it with my mom. Very solid. I just want to shout out to the Cube. Um, I'm trying I got to get a new in fan there. Base with the Cube, man. I I didn't connect it to my new fan base, man. It's awesome. I want to know how I can get in there, though. I like at least I just want to see this thing. I want to see how big this cube is. You know, I think your popularity got to get up a little bit, man. You got to. <laughs> <laughs> Dang! All right, fair enough. Well, hopefully, hopefully this podcast can get me there. Uh, Dwayne, this Saturday you will be officially inducted into the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. Um, that's why we're here today. But I mean, I can't believe it. But real quick, before we get into kind of what we're doing today. I know you told me right before we started, you're feeling a lot of things, but uh, just how excited are you for this moment for you to get up there and, and finally be inducted into the Hall of Fame? Um, 
Man, I'm I'm definitely gonna have some anxiety. Let me just throw that out there. Um, you know, my heart's gonna pump a little bit. You know, and you and I want that. You know, what I mean, like it's it's that it's the moments of feeling alive. And so I can't wait to feel alive this weekend. But I think the biggest thing for me, Ro, is just you know, man, just the people. It's it's gonna be all the people. It's gonna be everybody who's who's gonna be able to show up and be there. Um, that I'm gonna be at a chance to see and just understand that. They've all had a role in in, in my life. Um, they've all played a pivotal point, whether it was for a week or whether it was for 20 years of my life. It was something that was needed. And so I just want to be able to experience it with the ones that, you know, that that experienced this journey, you know, with me, man. And I can't wait. So definitely one of the, the hugest honor uh, that you can have in sport to be able to walk into the Hall of Fame uh, with the rest of the 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 ghost of of, of the sport and um, I can't wait to become a ghost. <laughs> do you um do you want to tell me now uh when I'm mentioned in the speech or do you want to leave it as a surprise uh you know because I'm gonna be tuning in either way. <laughs> um yeah yeah no I, I think you should just tune in. You know what I mean I tune in. Um uh, hopefully you know man listen let me tell you this speech process this speech writing process has been one of the hardest things I've ever mm. done. It has been um, one because it matters to me, right? Obviously, um, two because I don't know how to put into words what this journey has been without crying the whole time. And so I started writing my speech, and I when I was getting teary eyed, I was like, I can't do that. Like, let me write something else. Like, I don't want to cry <laughs> and have snot the whole time I'm speaking. So this is 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 it's been some, it's been a it's been a time. Let me say that. But hopefully, um, you know, hopefully, what I'm trying to convey you know, it comes out the way that I'm trying to say it. Well, I'm very excited, truly. Um, such an honor. I think I can speak on behalf of all Heat and Dwayne Wade fans that everyone is so excited for you. I think Allen Iverson's a great pick uh, as someone to introduce you. I, there's going to be like, at some point, there's going to be like a photo of you, Spo, Pat, Zoe. I don't, like whoever's in the photo is going to make me cry. I, you know, that's going to be tough to see. Um, but Dwayne, I want to get into something more fun today. Uh, we emailed you this week for this podcast. I said, let's pick a game from your career and just talk about that game, deep dive into that game. And you picked a Dwayne Wade classic, game three of the 2006 NBA Finals. 42 points, a 13-point comeback in the fourth quarter, the first finals win in Miami Heat history. Uh, you guys were down 2-0 to the Mavs. Um, before we get started, I told you, you know, I sent you a list of some games just for you to pick from. Some of my personal favorites that we won't be talking about today. Obviously, Game Six of that series, the clincher. Yeah. Um, I think the best. Yeah, <laughs> I think the best game you ever played. This was when I was at the lunch table every day in high school, being like, "This is why Dwayne Wade is better than LeBron." Was after you had the Game Four against Boston, in 2010, in the first round. Um, you, you were hit. You must have hit like yeah, six 46. or seven threes that game. 46. Yeah, forty six. You uh, at one point you were so hot you did the thing where like you ran back down the floor and you were staring at your hand. I did that. I was just running around my house doing that. Um, you just ran around week. the house. Yeah. Exactly. The parents like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, like throw something in the trash and I'm just staring at my hand. Um, and then also I think I put Game Six, 2012 against Indy. Uh, that was a crazy series. Chris mm. was out. The country. Uh, I remember you, 41. Yes. Yeah, you got into an argument with Spo that series. It's like seeing your parents fight. You're like, no, 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 <laughs> yeah. like, please, no, I don't know whose side to take. 
And then you came back with such an incredible performance. But this was, this was, I think, as, as Kanye would say, when Dwayne Wayne became Dwayne Wade, like this was the game. You know, this was when I think you really put yourself on the map. Uh, just to give people a little backstory, um, 2006, the year, the season before you guys traded for Shaq, you make it to the conference finals. I think you would have won that Pistons series if you didn't get hurt, but you get hurt. Damon Jones has like a pig turnover in the fourth quarter of that game seven. I'll never forget it. Um, but you come back the next year. Pat Riley makes a one of the, I think at the time, the largest trade in NBA history. Brings yeah. in Antoine Walker. Mm-hmm. Yep. Antoine Walker, Jason Williams, James Posey all join the team. Gary Payton. And you guys are down 2-0 to the Mavs. I was in India. True story. I was in India during the series, waking up at 5.30 every morning uh, to see if they'd play the game on ESPN. Sometimes they'd show it live. Sometimes I'd have to wait for the two-hour replay in the afternoon, which is antagonizing. Or agonizing, I should say. My first question to you about this game, let's get into it. I'm talking too much. Is, were you guys as angry as I was every time Antoine Walker shot the ball? Okay, because I'm watching this game and I'm like, Tuan, dude, you're, you're chucking right now. Give the ball to D Wade and clear out. I'm just curious uh, if you were also as angry as I was. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's uh, you know, Twine, Twine, uh, Twine would shoot an air ball and then <laughs> hit a big shot, like the same. You know what I mean? Like I, mm-hmm. I, I was like, Twine, you need to get your eyes checked, bro. How you? <laughs> <laughs> I used to air ball and then, but uh, no, man, you know, we Twine had he had he had goals, mm-hmm. and, and so you got a player that has that, you want them to you, you don't want to take that confidence away, no matter. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what, what his shooting percentage was, but no matter what that is, if you got goals, we're gonna need you at some point to make a big mm-hmm. shot. Shoot away, brother. Um, let's start before the game because you guys are down 2 0. My uncle was like, oh, they're going to lose. And I was so upset. I was so mad at him. I'd never been that mad at him before in my life. He's like, no one's coming back down from 2-0. I was scared. And I'm wondering, like, in these moments in your career, did you ever get scared? Like, we were like, oh, man, like, we're going to lose. Well, at, at the 2006 moment, no, because I didn't I – was, I was too young to think about that. Like, all I knew is that we played the first two games. They beat us at home. I didn't feel like we played great. I didn't feel like I played great, but I played okay. But I saw some things that I felt like, okay, if we did this better, we can win. And now, at the same time, we did not beat Dallas all. Probably that was I, – I have not had a win versus Dallas my whole career at that point. <laughs> we only played them twice. And, I mean, I didn't play every time, but when we played them, they beat our butt every time. So, I think one of the things, the hardest part of it was actually knowing you can beat a team if you never mm-hmm. beat them. And so, we haven't beat them all regular season. Uh, they actually smacked us in Dallas during the regular season that year. We had to have a come to Jesus as a team. And then we get into the first two games of the playoff and they smack us the first two games. So I'm like, all right, we have to prove to ourselves that we can beat this team. But I felt that we could. And so I I, I, I don't know, going back into the game, because I'm going back in my memory, but man, I had like 22, uh, I had like 20 some points in the first half. Like we were, we were rolling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And somewhere in that third quarter, it just went south. And next thing you know, we were down like 13. I was like, what happened? <laughs> so, yeah, man, I, I thought we – but I did think we could win. I just knew we had to prove to ourselves that we could. So just to get into the game a little bit, um, I don't I don't want to spend too much time on this, but you guys were playing really well in the first half. Uh, you went on a run to close out the second quarter. It was the first time that you guys had kind of went on a run to end the first half. Yeah. Um, as you mentioned, you were playing great. Shaq had struggled a lot in the series. He was like two of eighteen from the free throw line. He 
he scored more points, I think, in the first quarter of Game 3 than he had in the entirety of Game 2. Just to get into a little bit of the strategy, during the series, every time Shaq caught the ball in the post, they were sending a double, maybe a triple team. Um, on the other side of the ball, they were really hurting you guys with the Terry Dirk pick and roll. Uh, Terry, you know, really going hard after Jason Williams. Uh, Udonis Haslam just cannot speak enough to the defensive effort he gave in this gave in the series, chasing Dirk off pin downs, uh, guarding the pick and roll, uh, doing whatever he, doing whatever he had to do. Dirk struggled to start this game in large part because of the defense. Udonis was playing. Uh, it's really funny watching this game because there's times during this game where there are like four guys inside the three-point line, and you never see that anymore. <laughs> like every time you guys come down the floor, Shaq or Zoe is on the block. UD's inside the arc. When you think about that, like you think about the finals you played in, like 2006, if you go to 2014, do you ever – think like there was a different sport you guys were playing like in between those two finals yeah I, I think about that all I mean probably more now like even when I think about playing with Shaq in 2006 versus playing with LeBron in 2010 that's a whole different game right like and then by the time 2014 it was a whole nother game and so to be that's what the one thing about being great is you have to be able to be great in every different situation and that's the one thing with my career I'm, I'm proud of probably most is that I was great in so many different ways. And and so one of the reasons I picked this game was because in the era that we live in 2023, in the era of social media, you know, you're going to have people be like, ah, oh, well, he wasn't that good because you just seen it, you know, kind of the mid to the end. This is the beginning. Mm -hmm. This is the thing that made everybody go on back converse. This yeah. is that I, I had the pair. I had the Congress, yeah, yeah. baby. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, this was, you know, before the injury started sitting set in. And this was before the expectations got high. And this was before, you know, all that. This was this was, you know, the the raw, real version of me. And I think this was the best version of me because I was just I, I didn't I didn't care. I was just a hooper. And I just was like, you know what I mean? I did whatever it took mm -hmm. to win. And so, uh, man, this, this 2006 moment obviously is special. Yeah, it, this game, it really is. I was texting people last night because I rewatched the game. I just, I had forgotten, this is going to sound silly, how fast you were. Like, you were by, blowing by everybody on the court. You know, Dallas didn't really have anyone who could defend you legitimately. I mean, every time you came off the screen, people, and we can, we'll maybe get into this later. People always like, you know, Dwayne shot so many free throws in this series. I mean, you were headed to the rim every single time. There was no one who could stay in front of you. You were in the paint. In fact, every time you took a jump shot in this game, I got mad because I was like, he, he could be in the paint right now. There was also a defensive sequence. I literally wrote it down in the first quarter. Shaq is late, uh, you know, recovering on a pick and roll. He hedged. Uh, you rotate to the rim, uh, stop someone from shooting a shot at the rim. Then you rotate out to the corner, stop someone from shooting a corner three. Then you run all the way back out to the opposite wing to recover to your original man. Just the defense you were playing, the athleticism you played with, uh, it, it was just remarkable. This game's on uh, NBA.com, by the way. If you have a league pass, sign in. You can watch it. I might send mine to uh, Jeff Teague so he can watch some tape. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. let's get to the fourth quarter because this is really kind of the – Heroic moan of this game. You guys go down 13. Let me, let me say something to that point you just said is, you know, I, I think the thing, I, I think that's lazy, first of all, for people to say, oh, he shot a lot of free throws. That's lazy. 
you know, sure. and, and and also too, what they try to do is it, it's a way to discredit you for you know your grade. It's like people trying to discredit Dwight Howard, say he smiled too much. What the hell does that have to do with basketball? Mm-hmm. The man is great. Give him his flowers. Leave him alone. Forget. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful for him smiling. Everybody can't be the same. Mm-hmm. And so you know, everyone want to make an excuse for something. And so you know, one of the excuses they pulled out for me is that oh, he shot a lot of free throws. Well, why? Because my my attack on the game was that. I, t- I attacked with that much force and I attacked in angles. And yeah, did I get a couple superstar calls? You're damn right. All superstars get them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also outside of that, I put so much pressure on the defense um, that they had to, that they were out of place. And so I knew before people were practicing how to get fouls. Like right now, these kids are training to get fouled. <laughs> right. I didn't train to get fouled. I just knew body angles and I knew like if I come at you fast and I go this way, you you cannot like you cannot turn your body quick enough so that leg gonna still be there or that arm gonna be in the way, and that's how I'm gonna get that contact. So I just knew that stuff, and so I think that's lazy for people to say that um, because if you know the game of basketball, to know that I put so much pressure on the defense that they had no other choice sometimes but to foul me or be out of place defensively, which allowed me to get to the line. Absolutely, I, I mean, I mean, you were just every time you got into the paint, it, it was a problem for Dallas. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. So, you know, they go on a run here in the second half. Uh, they get a big lead in this game. 13 points. which It's funny. Like, back then, 13 points was way more than 13 Thanks. points is now. Um, and, you know, kind of the famous stories on the bench. You said, I'm not going out like this. Uh, what's interesting to me about that moment is, you know, you're on a team. Gary Payton's been in the finals. Shaq's got three finals MVPs. Antoine Walker's been in the league for a long time. 
when did you feel like you had command of the huddle? When did you feel like, I, you know, even though I'm maybe one of the youngest players on this team, I, I'm the leader here. I have to tell everyone how we're going to do this. Yeah, uh, it's funny, right? Because and I think Gary Payton talked about it in one of his um, interviews. It was it was after the Dallas game in the mm-hmm. regular season when we got our butt beat by like 40. That was the moment in the locker room where the team looked at me and was like, he has to be the guy, mm-hmm. right? You have to, you got to do it. And and so I think that was the moment where kind of the role started to change and it got defined that I was going to be the, you know, we were going to win this thing. It was going to be me who was going to lead the charge. But even in the midst of that, I don't know if you remember the famous argument with Gary and I in the Chicago mm-hmm. series. Yeah. He, I was the leader now. And I was telling him to get his ass in position, you know what I mean, or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And he didn't like it coming from a young 24-year-old. So we was arguing and all that, right? But that was my role. My role started to change, and, and I realized my role. And so if you give me a role, I'm going to play that role to the best of my ability. And, I, and my role at that point became, you're the guy. You're the one that's going to lead us to this finals. And so I had nothing in my mind but that. I had no, you know, I had a lot of confidence from my teammates. They gave it to me. A lot of confidence from the coaching staff. They gave me the ball. So from that standpoint, when I walked out of that huddle, I was—I just remember sitting in the huddle, bro, and I just was thinking, I was like, you know how many times in my life I've watched the NBA Finals? You know how many times mm-hmm. I've dreamed of hopefully being here? Like, I want to see that confetti. I want that champagne bath. Like, and now I got an opportunity to do it, and we and we playing like this. Like, we about to go out like this, like 3-0, and we about to get beat at the crib? Nah, 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 nah. We ain't going out like this. And so I just walked out with that, just that mindset. And, and UD walked out with that mindset. And GP walked, like, we all walked out with that mindset. I just was the one who said it. And everybody did what they needed to do. And we had an epic comeback. Mm-hmm. So th- this is, you come back, you kind of score, I think, 10 or 13 points down the stretch here. I wrote down, bank in a jumper over Dirk, baseline drive and one. Uh, Josh Howard can't stay in front of you. Uh, they drop coverage on you. You hit the midi pull up. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, they're just they're, it's so funny watching NBA defenses. The game is so different. And I almost wish that they played basketball in 2006 like they did now, only because like if, if watching you attack switches in 2006 would have been hilarious. Um, you know, at one point, uh, you didn't score on this play, but at one point, Dallas is like literally sent three people onto your side of the floor. Like, there's your defender. There's two guys on the other side of the paint. You bring yeah. the ball out and basically just run by everyone. Um, <laughs> like, they, they have no one who can stay in front of you. Um, as that comeback is happening, this is what always kind of blows my mind when, when I talk about moments like this. I You know, I talked to Chris Bosh once about game six of the 2013 finals, but people always talk about the, the physical toll, you know, a playoff run takes, the the physical things, the hard work you need to do to win a finals game. But to keep your nerve, to not to not just freak out. Like I when Gary Payton is shooting like a buzzer beating jumper in a tie game to take the lead with four seconds to go, I'm freaking out. You know what I mean? <laughs> um in those moments how are you kind of able to keep calm? How are you able to focus? How are you able to play within yourself to the point that you're still able to kind of play basketball in an effective way and not just kind of yeah. lose your mind? No, man, we, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the driver. I'm steering the vehicle, you know, and I ain't talking about like every shot is in my hand, but like when you're, when you're the driver, you're steering the vehicle, you have to stay calm. You know what I mean? Everybody else, the passenger and everybody in the back seat, they can go <laughs> whenever something happened, but you have to steer the vehicle. And so the fans is the, 
passenger seat in the back seat. <laughs> We're the drivers of this thing. And so, um, you know, it's crazy when you was when you was talking about that, how my mind where my mind went. Like my mind went to that bank shot off of Dirk. I think I hit him with an in and out. Mm-hmm. And it was, I think the shot went in with six minutes and 15 seconds on the clock. Like I might have shot it with six minutes and 17 seconds and it went in with six minutes and 15 seconds. Like I remember all these moments. And I remember coming out of that huddle and I was just like, I ain't going out, I ain't going out like that. Give me the ball. <laughs> and I came right in and came right at it on that switch. And I went like this and I hit it off the glass. And it just went from there. And so every, like every play, GP has some big moments. Like this is Gary Payton. I don't care. I think he I was I couldn't believe he took that shot. I couldn't believe he, like this is it was Gary 96. Payton. Yeah. He Bro, was 37 was, years old. He was 137 years old. I was but, screaming no yeah. until it went in. <laughs> but this is GP. I don't, you know, I like, I think people forget who, like, maybe mm-hmm. he's old. Maybe he's not the same player. But what he's done all these years, that goes nowhere. You know, and I think a lot of it is, in those moments, I know a lot of it is, your confidence, bro, it comes from the work that you put in. It comes from the things that you've seen. It comes from your experience. So we have all the confidence in the world from GP because he got the most experience. He's mm-hmm. he's seen all this before. He's played with Kobe. He's played with Ray. He's played with Big Dog. Like, he's done it. And so for him to have the ball, and I couldn't get it. I think it was twice in the, in the, in the finals where GP mm-hmm. hit the, the one to put us up to. And then he wound up hitting a lefty uh, layup in one of the games that put us up that mm-hmm. was huge. We have all the confidence in the world in him because he's the one with the most experience from the standpoint of the years of basketball, um, you know, even more than Zoe and Shaq at that time. Um, something they brought up on the bod- broadcast that I have to ask you about, because I was like, I don't believe this is true. But Lisa T- Salters, you go to the free throw line in the second quarter, she tells a story, and it's like, Dwayne Wade got an email from a friend after the heat went down 0-2, and the email said, uh, Dwayne, like, you're the leader of these troops, like, you gotta, uh, you know, keep it going on your home floor, and that friend was LeBron James. Am I Am I supposed to believe that you and LeBron were emailing each other in 2006? <laughs> it's the email of it all, huh? Come on. He sat down at a computer oh. and typed out an email to you? No, I, it definitely would have been a text message. Uh, okay, on the T-Mobile sidekick, right? It would have definitely on. been a text message, but I don't I don't even rem- I don't remember that. Um, but it would have been a, it would have been like we did talk a lot. Like I think that's the uh-huh. one that people obviously didn't know about our relationship is even when we were on opposite teams and I was if, if I if Brian was out the playoffs and I was playing, he hit me with some notes and vice mm-hmm. versa. The years I hit him with some notes, even what it was about his free throws, what it was about his attacks, vice versa. We'll do that. So he definitely probably sent me a message, uh, you know, but I don't I don't I don't think it was email. <laughs> <laughs> if you wanted to, like, hang out with LeBron and Chris Bosh, can you just text them? And be like, hey, guys, like, let's go see Oppenheimer this weekend. How does that work? Yeah, we could text each other, but we all got different <laughs> lives and different schedules. So we'd be, we'd all be like, well, let me check my calendar and I get back okay, to it. Got it, got it. Okay. But uh, I actually just hung out with Chris Bosch um, back in his back in um, Austin, Texas. Uh, there recently. we go. And uh, I called him up and said, "Man, I'm coming out." So yeah, man, you know, we when you build something with guys, um, you should be able to reach out and at least text mm-hmm. and with a guy here and there. Not every time, but mm-hmm. every now and then, you should get together. Um. I want to hop back to the game. At three minutes and 33 seconds to go, you hit another shot and they zoomed in on Mark Cuban's face. And it was so satisfying uh, watching that replay. Three minutes that they and 33 seconds, three, three, three. I got a yes, tattoo. Yes, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I got a tattoo right here. <laughs> that's awesome. They zoom in on Mark Cuban's face and I was like, ooh, he doesn't know it's coming to him. This is just the start. Um, also, people forget about this. Dirk Nowitzki 
he goes to the line to to hit two free throws to tie the game yeah. uh, with a second, and he missed the second. And you yeah. zoom in for the rebound. Hubie Brown, by the way, joint. Yeah. I grabbed that joint over Jerry Stackhouse with yeah. one hand. And and Hubie Brown loved it, by the way, because I know you can't hear the commentary. Obviously, Hubie Brown is like Dwayne Wade came in from the mezzanine to grab that rebound. And Hubie <laughs> Brown was loving it. <laughs> yeah. So so Spo, that's one thing to to that point. So Spo always like before he became my coach, Spo and I worked together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we worked on my mid-range, we worked on my balance, we worked on a lot of things. And one thing Spo always would say to me is at some point in the game that I had to go make a winning play, whatever that was, he was like, you make the play. Don't wait for someone else to make it. And so at that point, I'm definitely thinking Dirk about to make both of these and it's going to be a tie mm-hmm. game, whatever. But when I saw that ball roll off, you know, when I saw it roll off that rim and I saw that Jerry Stockhouse had inside position, like he had moved and had inside position, that was my winning play. I had to do, I had to go a place where no one else on the court could go. And it was up top. And so I went up and snagged that joint. I'll never forget that. <laughs> and, uh, and it was, a, and it was, and that's what it, I've always been taught. You make the winning play, whether it's a big block, it's a big steal, it's a big stop, it's a big score, whatever it is. That's why I don't get into comparison with guys because. I did it in different ways. Like, I, I, yeah, I can score. I'm not the most prolific score. Never, never say I will, but I will get a bucket on your head when it hey, came. Hey, 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 don't, don't sell yourself short. You're talking about the 2009 NBA scoring champ, all right? Let's not. You yeah, can, I can you score. You can put the ball in the hoop, yeah. Yeah, I can put the ball in the basket, <laughs> but I'm not the most, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the top 10 scorer, you know, from that standpoint. But for me, it was always about what play am I going to make that's going to win the game? You know what I mean? Especially when it came down to winning time. I didn't care what that play was. I didn't care if it was a charge, if it was me diving mm-hmm. out of I didn't care if I had to be on the bench and that's what it was. Like, whatever I had to do, I was about team. I was about winning, and I tried to do that. And so that moment, like, that was winning right there. Like, I, we, I had to go get that board. <laughs> There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This was a crazy year. You know, Pat Riley took over the team 20 games into the season. You know, I've heard all these stories about Pat over the years, dunking his head in a bucket of ice water, uh, you know, the burn the boat speech, all these things he does to motivate guys. Um, I'm curious, what was the craziest thing you saw him do that made that worked? That you were like, you know what? I'm ready to run through a wall right now because Pat did this crazy thing. You know what? He, man, Pat was great at that. He was great at coming in that locker room and understanding what the team needed. And so sometimes he'd come in and be psycho. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you'd be like real lax and chill. And next thing you know, you like this. And then sometimes he'd come in and he'd tell you a story. Like he just had his, he had that, he had that aura about him. When he walked into the room, he just knew. I think for me, and you probably hear you Donna say the same thing. One of the craziest for us was watching him really literally stick his head in the bucket of cold, of like cold ice water, or whatever. And like, I think he was trying to like get an apple out of some, it was something crazy. <laughs> And he had his hands tied behind his back or he was just trying to like, he had his head down there. And we were all looking at this man like, what are you doing? We probably playing the Bobcats or something like it's not <laughs> that serious. <laughs> but he was a motivator. You know what I mean? And those those moments of motivating you, you walk out that locker room, you're ready to run through a wall. You know what I'm saying? Because you're just motivated. Um, and so he he had that. That was that was a part of his special specialness. Mm. Um, when you think about that game three, like I said, you know, I think you had a career high, a playoff career high in rebounds that game too. You talk about all the winning plays. What are the moments? I, I'm impressed how much you remember about it. I always wonder, like, I feel like fans can always pick out these things and players sometimes it blurs together. But what are the moments from that game that stand out the most to you? What stayed with you the most now, almost 20 years later? What do you remember uh, the most about that game? So, I mean, I remember a lot, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, talking about, but I, I, so, so Jason Terry, shout out to, shout out to the Jet. So, uh, okay, he, real quick, I just got to say about Jason Terry. My entire family hates Jason Terry, and <laughs> I was at, I was at Utah. I was in Utah last year, yeah. and uh, I texted my dad. I was like, "You won't believe this, but I just walked into jazz practice and I see Jason Terry." <laughs> my dad just responds, "Weasel." That's it. Just one word. I don't so, know if you've thought about firing him. You're technically his boss. Anyway, I'll let you talk. No, no. Like, you know, that's I don't have no beef. I I, I love JT, man. <laughs> uh, and also, too, man, we, we both got one on each other. It's all good. But I remember it was a point in the game. Um, and it and and I had to make, you know what, it probably not now I might I might be going to another game. Wait, that was game. <laughs> First game I had to make big for that maybe it was game five. I had to go to game. Tell five. it anyway. Tell it anyway. All right, let me tell it anyway. But just <laughs> so I remember it was one of the games where I had to make big free throws. I know I made some down the stretch, but I think I missed one in game three. So that's why I think it's mm-hmm. another game, probably game five. But anyway, um, Jet, Jet was talking talking shit behind me, right? Like he was <laughs> on my left and GP was back there. And Jet was talking like how I was going to miss the free throws and I ain't built like this. And he ain't made for this moment. He a young fella. And GP was behind, and he was like, my young fella made for this. Like, I hear my back coming back at him, right? <laughs> so I, I go to the line. I hit the first one, smash. I turn to him. I just stare at him. <laughs> back to the next one, hit the next one, smash, and I'll run right to him, and i say some shit to him real quick. Like, I'm fucking built like that. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that, yeah. was a, that, was, that was a moment for me as a young guy, like, to be able to, like, have that moment. 
to shut somebody up that don't think I can do something. Because, you know, obviously big free throws, they're finals. You got to hit these to win the game. And um, tashed them both. But that probably was game five. Game three, mm-hmm. what I remember most is Udonis has him still. Mm-hmm. He slipped fronted Dirk at the top of the key. And fucking – he, sorry, I'm, I'm cursing because I'm getting – No, it's about, all good. All good. Please. But he – like, that was huge because they – because of whoever, it may be in the jet or someone, they just kind of threw a pass yeah. because he's yeah. been getting it. And Dirk is bigger than everybody. And UD shot the gap and got it and went down there and JT fouled him. And he got two free throws and knocked them both down. So do I remember all my moments? I do. But I remember that moment for UD because it was huge. And we needed that. We needed that stop. And so, yeah, that's the moment I remember. Um, I just have a couple more things here because I know you got a lot of things going on this week and we got to get you out of here. But uh, obviously you kind of, I don't know, if, like you kind of had this a little bit of a rivalry with Dirk after this series. And I know Mavs fans were really upset with you for a while. You mentioned they kind of got you back in 2011. It's kind of crazy because you look at your Hall of Fame class. It's you. It's Dirk. It's Tony Parker. It's Pop. It's all these guys that you had these incredible playoff battles with. I mean, Tony Parker. I, we're not. We're not talking about this game, but he hit a shot in Game Six of the 2013 NBA Finals over LeBron. That was crazy. A top of the key, key three. Yeah. That unfortunately yeah. is forgotten history. But I, I just want to know, like, what is it? What is it like? The feeling of going into the Hall of Fame and. You know, you guys are all now years removed from your career, but to go in with these guys who had all these kind of crazy battles with. I think it's it's fitting, right? Like we got history. And to know that, you know, we went through the the history together and we standing on this this platform and the stage together. Um, it's crazy. But man, I, I'm you know, when you play basketball, you know, and you have a certain jersey on and you represent something like, yeah, you feel a certain way about things. We all do. I feel a way about what people in the media say about you. And then when you mm-hmm. get away from the game, you don't care about those things the same. And so for me, man, I, I look forward to to getting to know Tony even more. Um, Powell, been able to get to know Powell, yeah. Powell do things with Powell. Um, and I get to, and, uh, and even Dirk, like I'm having conversations with Dirk. I never spoke to Dirk. Mm-hmm. Until we played, like we 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 was like captains. We'd go out there and shake hands, and outside of that, just go play basketball. And so mm-hmm. now you get a chance to 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 meet the man. You get a chance to know the man. And so I'm looking forward to going into the Hall of Fame with these guys. One because I've always been about team, and this is an amazing Hall of Fame team that I'm a part of. And two because I have history with those guys. I played Tony in the and and Pop in the finals twice. I played Dirk in the finals twice. Um, obviously, Powell and, and, and the relationship with Kobe and the things that we share there. Um, so, man, it makes it better. It makes it for a compelling story, but it also makes it feel familiar at the mm-hmm. same time, you know. And so I like the familiarity that's coming out of this mm-hmm. by being by going into the Hall of Fame with these amazing international players. Um, and then lastly, I'm a minority, by the way, <laughs> as an American. Yeah, I'm the right. minority as an American. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Going back just to that 06 series, you know, you mentioned it wasn't just game three. You know, you that, the rest of that series, you're on fire. Um, it's one of the greatest finals performances of all time. I remember you had that moment in 2015 when LeBron was in the finals with the Cavs and you were on the ESPN postgame desk and you guys yeah. were comparing finals performances. I was like, this is pretty sick. Um, but when you when you think back to that 06 series now, that team is a little bit forgotten. It's kind of one of the rare teams of the last 25 years that 
you know, you hurt your shoulder the next year. The year after that, you have knee issues and Shaq gets traded. And that team never really got to stay together for a few years. When you look back at that 06 team, what are you most proud of? How do you how do you view that? It, it just feels like you – that is such a different era than the one that you then played in next where I feel like people really watch you so much. Like I'm just curious. Like how do you look back on that 06 series? Is there something you're most proud of? Are you like – does it feel yeah. like a different lifetime? What's kind of just the feelings yeah. you have when you think about that series? Well, it 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 definitely feels like a different lifetime, <laughs> like a lot of lifetimes ago. Um, but you know, man, when I I just think back to it, you know, we were we probably wasn't. I mean, we were not the favorites at no point throughout the year, mm-hmm. right? When um, I mean, our regular season was we had a new team. <laughs> First of all, mm-hmm. we had players that were trying to learn new systems, so our regular season was an example of that. But to be a part of watching a group of men um, come together the way we came together, you know, the way we started becoming a team. We became a team on the fly. We became a team in the in the playoffs. Like, to watch that and to know, like, all the things we went through behind the scenes to get to that point, the, the tough conversations we had, the arguments we had, the, the egos that had to move out the way and whatever it was, and to watch us, you know, to do that in that fashion, to come back and win four straight after being down 2-0, it's one of the greatest finals to me ever. And I think a lot of it gets, you know, a lot of it doesn't get the attention, one, because we weren't able to keep it going and able to repeat and able to have other opportunities. But two, because of the conversation around it, when it's talk about all mm-hmm. oh, the rest did this, oh, they did this. And so a lot of people has put a lot of stuff in a way. But right. you move that stuff out the way. It's, it's one of the greatest team performances um, of all time, led by a young guy who, you know, obviously was playing out of his mind. But nevertheless, Jason Williams, James Posey, Antoine Walker, Lonzo Moore. Like, look at these names, Shaquille O'Neal, like, and the list goes on. And so, man, it's one of the greatest teams to me uh, for a season. You know, we couldn't keep it going before a season. One of the greatest stories. Uh I agree. I agree. Uh, thrilling finals, to say the least, uh, Dwayne. I think that is as good of a moment to end it on. Thank you so much uh, for taking the time, man. I really appreciate it. Like I said, um, getting to talk about this game, truly a, a career and personal highlight for me. Uh, yeah. This is, you know, uh, what a time that was. And I'm glad that, you know, hopefully people will rewatch this game now and just remember a little bit what it was like uh, that 060 Wade. You know, yeah. watch some of the 08, 09 highlights, et cetera. Just remind yourself of who this guy used to be, you know? So for any of any of the listeners that are fans of of, of Roe, but are fans of me, <laughs> if, you, if you're bored, it's a lead up to the Hall of Fame by Saturday. If you're bored, just go take a look at 05, 06, <laughs> D-Wade. And y'all come back to me and let me know. Just, I need to put a, together a YouTube video that's just you splitting pick and rolls. Like just oh, from man. 08 to, oh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I didn't practice moves. I made moves. <laughs> i see you, bro. Much love. <laughs> Thank you, D-Wade. Take it easy, my man. Thank you.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 